You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast and the first ever Gate 7 International Annual Awards. Woo! Yeah. Let's go. I am Peter Thompson. I am here with my co-host, Lambros Sirmos, Costa Levoyanis, Ari Bulubasis, and our first signing for Olympiacos this summer, the under one international midfielder. He is crying tears of joy to be on the camera right now. Mihali Bulubasis, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube or watching the video, you can see Mihali's beautiful face. Marinakis has already shipped him a personal onesie, and uh, he will be taking the number 10 shirt from Pepe uh, because Mihali has already done more for Olympiacos than Pepe. Um, but yes, Mihali in the red and white making his, his video debut on the podcast. Um, Adi, Adi is uh, is everything all right over there? I've got a song. I've got a song for Michali. Everyone knows it. Come on, Michalaki, Isetrela, Isetrela, Metigoki, Nifanela. Excellent, man. He would have loved it, but uh, as you saw, he was just ready to get on the field, man. He doesn't want to do the press stuff. He doesn't like. He's like Marshawn Lynch. No interviews. No, no interviews. No interviews. No interviews. He just doesn't want to get fined. That's it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, um, as, as we've been building up for the last few weeks, folks, uh, the season is over. We had a game yesterday that we're not going to talk very much about, but overall, a very nice season for Olympiacos. Uh, we win the league by a lot. We proved that we are by far the best team in Greece once again. Uh, a lot of things happened. It's been a very long season, a, a very unique season with coronavirus and all of these things. And uh, we've got seven awards that we're going to give out. Uh, so we will run through all of them. You, the fans, may have voted and contributed to some of these awards if you voted on our poll. And uh, we're just going to get right into it. We do have our, our message from Perez International, as always. Uh, we would like to say thank you to them. Perez International has been helping Greeks ship to and from the motherland during COVID-19. Shipments to Greece are going out from Baltimore, Maryland, USA every month. Fill in our U-Haul box, 18 by 18 by 24. Send it to our friends in Baltimore, and it will be shipped to the port of Piraeus for only $50. Better yet, fill in our wardrobe box and send it for $100. Give them a call at 410-675-4696 or send an email to sales at PiraeusINTL.com. Um, so without further ado, folks, we're going to uh, announce our first award here. Costa's got something just before that. I, I feel like... There is something we should say about the the Pauk game, but yes. we don't really want to get into it too much. But I feel like one of our players summarized it really well on Instagram just a few minutes ago, if I'm not mistaken. So should we go ahead and bring up that statement? Please. Yes. Okey Let's have a look here. So this is 
Mathieu Valbuena <laughs> writing on his Instagram. <laughs> we get it. You just got laid and it feels good, right? But respect history. We left the crumbs for you, Baug FC. A little meal and it looks like you're already full. 46. <laughs> couldn't legend have couldn't have said legend <laughs> oh my it. god when when you guys told me he posted that i thought it was like a joke or a meme or a fake account that is that is legendary stuff matia thank you for posting that that's amazing couldn't have put anyway, it myself you literally literally could not have said it better um but yeah the first award we are going to announce is uh most improved player so we give this award to highlight a player who we didn't expect much from at the beginning of the season or a player that in general was not expected to do a lot, that came in, worked hard, made their place in the team, and by the end of the season um, exceeded all expectations that we had for them. So we got a lot of votes for quite a few different players, actually. Um, but there was one who stood above the rest and to announce this award, we are going to have former guest of the podcast and former Olympiacos player, Peter Filipakos, who has uh, sent us his announcement, and we will let that play here. Yeah, this is Peter Filipakos. I want to say hi to all the Olympiacos fans all around the world. I want to say hi to the boys who are on the social media and the website. Thank you for including me in this award show. All right, so this is the first annual International Olympiacos Award Show. I'm going to be announcing the Most Improved Player of the Year Award. So the winner of this year's award is somebody who played every position on the pitch except center back and goalkeeper this year. If you haven't understood who I'm talking about, it's Thanasis Andruzos. Thanasi, congratulations. Well done. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head down. And good things are going to keep coming to you, I'm sure. All right, so I'm about to go across the street and jump in this water back here. Boom. I'm out. <laughs> Big what a legend. Big what a legend. To <laughs> I love clip. Oh, man. Peter, thank you very much for the clip. Hope you enjoyed the water. I'm sure it's very nice. But there you have it, folks. Thanasi Sandruzos took the lion's share of the fan vote and uh, the voting from us as well as the blog team. We also concurred that he was our most improved player. Adi has got some Y Scout stats from the season for Andruzos, summarizing just what made him such a good player this season. Yeah, guys, Thanasi, he deserved this from... Being a player that was seeing little to no playing time as a midfielder, get switched to a completely different position with completely different requirements. Yes, Fetanos Vinagre got robbed. We know. We know. There was, uh, uh, some would say there was some uh, perhaps manual recounting of the votes. Who knows? But Thanasi deserved this. Made a new position his own, a completely different position with a different set of skills and requirements. And he not only made it his own, but he was extremely successful at it. Thanasi was the leader at Olympiacos and in Greece for overlapping runs. This is something very important for the team. And Thanasi gave it to us. We saw the difference when we lost Rafinha and or when we had Rafinha, someone who didn't overlap very much. 
and then we switched and we got a player that did overlap a lot, like Fanasia Drutzos. We saw what it did for our offense. Besides that, he was the leader only behind Valbuena on the team in cross production, averaging almost four a game while Valbuena is averaging four and a half. He also has the highest crossing volume among regular starting regular starting running backs or running backs that have running backs right backs in Greece that have played at least a thousand minutes. He has the highest crossing volume, second highest overall expected goal metric across right backs, all right backs in Greece, highest expected assists and assists while we're at it among right backs in Greece, second highest among right backs in terms of key passes per 90 minutes, second highest pass accuracy among all right backs, with 80 almost 86 point, 86%. Only person behind he was behind was Vuros, Praxitelis Vuros. So congratulations, Thanasi. You deserved it. You are the most improved player for the Gate 7 International podcast. Yeah, big congratulations to Thanasi. We are so proud of, of the steps he's made. For me, he's the best right back in Greece. Um, and, and I think JVS ought to be, uh, taking a look at him instead of playing Bakakis. So that is, uh, that's our first award in the books, folks. Thanasi Sandruzos, most improved player. I, I definitely agree with the fans on this one. The next award that we're going to get into is goal of the season. This is an interesting one because, you know, it's been a long season with a whole lot of goals for Olympiacos. We score a lot of goals here especially in the second half, we really started to score. And uh, there were quite a few fun ones. So we had all sorts of votes coming in from the fans, from a whole bunch of different players. The three finalists of this goal were all from one player, folks. Um, the first one was Ahmed Hassan against Marseille, October 21, 2020. Big goal to give us the win in the Champions League group stage to get our three points that helped us advance. The other finalists are also Hassan against PSV and against Yanina. The PSV goal was also crucial in allowing us to advance to the second knockout round of the Europa League. And the goal against Yanina helped us advance to the cup final. And it was also a beautiful overhead kick and one of the most aesthetically pleasing goals all season long. Lambro, what do you think about Hassan? All three finalists, after some people at the beginning of the season said that he doesn't do it in the big games. Hopefully that clip is not available. Peter forgot to upload the Hassan slander by me. We'll tweet it later. We, <laughs> Yeah, good point. I actually voted for Hassan versus uh, Marseille because I was, after that game and after that goal, I was so excited and like the goal meant so much. It Without that goal, we don't go through in Europe. Other things, it was kind of like one of the big highlights early on in the season. Like, we can do it, we can do it this year. And yeah, no, it was fun, a fun goal. But real quick, a shout out for a goal that didn't make it. El Arabi goal versus Ammonia. That was a great one. That, that was, was a my... beautiful goal. Well, like, yeah. And I have to say, my pick did not make the final three either. I picked Buhalakis when he took the ball from the goalkeeper against Adis oh, and scored. That's a good and one. I think that was mine what? too. It was a meaningful one 
And it was mm. absolutely hilarious as well. Like we have to say <laughs> that was so, I was laughing so hard. Um, but yeah, the, the El Arabi goal, Vios said he voted for that one, uh, underrated goal. And also um, doubled our lead in the tie. And, you know, it was uh, very nice to have a two-goal lead going into the second leg. We didn't have as much pressure on us. So another goal with a lot of meaning. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful one. But Some uh, other goals. Does yeah. anyone remember Jan and Villa against Lamia? Oh, yeah, but also yeah. his goal versus PSV, I really liked. Oh, yeah. His goal versus yeah. PSV got a lot yeah. of votes. That, that um, was mine, actually. That was, was mine. Good. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Mari Kamara as well. Um, two of his goals got a, a good handful of votes from the fans. One of his goals against Asteras in the league and uh, his goal against Marseille in Europe also garnered a few votes from the fans. So Envila, Hassan, Erarabi, Kamara, and Buhalakis as well, all receiving votes uh, for various goals. And also Fortunis against Panathinaikos did receive a vote. Uh, as well from one of our blog members. But without further ado, we will announce the winner of this goal. We know it's Hassan, as we've already said, but the question is which one, which Hassan Masterclass goal gives us the award. And without further ado, the winner is the bicycle kick against Pasianina in the Greek Cup. An absolutely wondrous finish, giving himself the name Egyptians Latan making it clear that he is the Egyptian Zlatan, making it clear that he can score goals in big games in big moments, unlike some people say. Somewhere Stephen Kodru is smiling as we give this award to Hassan <laughs> as well. Um, congratulations, Ahmed. We very much appreciated your contributions to the team this year coming up and helping us win a lot of big games. Very well deserved for the Egyptian Zlatan himself to score the goal of the season and the top three goals of the season gonna pivot once again to Adi who's got some more Y scout for us uh not just about Hassan here but we are going to look into the Olympiacos stat leaders in general see who produced the most goals for our club and look at some xg metrics as well absolutely Peter Look, Hassan, he's had a, quite a few clutch goals this season. I guess we should have expected that his goal, one of his goals, would be the fan favorite. I didn't expect for him to clog up all the finalist pool, but hey, he did it. Congrats to Hassan. Well-deserved. Uh, now, before we go on into the next award, uh, we did have a small segment while we're talking about goals, about all the scoring leaders for Olympiacos. In case you guys didn't know or you don't remember from some of the earlier episodes, Olympiacos has had multiple scoring leaders in the Greek Super League. Four out of the top 10 scorers in Greece play for Olympiacos. Starting with El Arabi, Youssef El Arabi, 22 goals in the league alone, 28 in all competitions with six assists. El Arabi, again, his second 20 goal season in a row. And not just a 20-goal season in the league, over 25 goals in all competitions. Uh, we had mentioned previously that we haven't seen anybody do that since I think it was uh, Kovacevic. So, he well done, El Arabi. Nothing but class. Hopefully, you repeat it again next season. And Hassan, going on to what Hassan has done. 10 goals in the league. 
with the second highest goal per 90 uh, metric because this guy, he does score. He whiffs a lot, but he scores a lot. So you know what? We'll take it. Saved our asses quite a few times. 15 goals in all competitions with seven assists to boot, too. For those that don't know, he's also an assist leader in Greece, interestingly enough. Love him, hate him. He's done a job for us. Third on the list, Yorgos Masuras. This man is also a goal leader in Greece. 13 goals in the league, 15 goals in all competitions with five assists as well. Well done, Masuras. And last but not least, our fourth leader in the top 10 of the Greek Super League is none other than Kostara. And I'm not talking about the Kostara in this podcast, but we love him too. But Kostas Fortunis, nine goals in the league, 10 in all competition with 12 assists to boot, assist leader for the Greek Super League, and he played less minutes than all but two others that were in the top 10 for assists in Greece. So well done to all four of these scoring and assist leaders. You guys were legends this season. You guys did a job. Thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing that next season. But our Costada's got a bit of a free kick as well, it has to be said, huh? He does. Training, back on the pitch, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> I almost cried riding to training on Thursday, man. Haven't trained since October. But, yeah, bit rusty. bit rusty, but I'll get it back. Get it back. Well, Can yeah, I, what, there we what go. Is, what is this comment? I remember when Guerrero <laughs> was number one striker last year, how things changed. He was in, sep in September. In Before September. Before we signed yeah, MRV in like the preseason. That's true. That, in September, no, he, was, he was a This scorer. September? Yeah, he was leading. What no, no, no. Last, no, last year. year. Last like before we signed El Arabi, he was he was the no, man. We no, but El Arabi was here by the Champions League after the Krasnodar away game. El Arabi was the starter of the of yeah. So I guess he's referring to before to that July of like, two years ago um, almost. Like, when we yeah, signed Guerrero the first season and last season, he had a yeah. great kind of period pre from you like you know preseason all the way through to kind of November December. Even yep. the first season in the Europa League, like he was playing, we were playing Fortunis and Guerrero up front. You, Do you guys, they, yep. they Do you guys remember we brought in Hassan midway through last season and everyone was like fuming upset that he was coming back? Do you remember? Listen, this? Hassan, I, I actually, this is a good time to talk about this. Like, uh, I remember people talking about like, will Hassan ever like be loved by the fans of this club because they blamed him. Like Hassan, rightfully so. Like maybe that's still in my brain deep down, for us not winning the title, Pedro Martin's first season where he just shit the bed constantly and like didn't finish chances, and the Dynamo Kiev game. I don't forget. No one forgets when he shit the bed against Dynamo Kiev. But I don't know. I I think this he's season, changed this season. All the big goals are his though. Yeah. Yeah. Europe. It's crazy. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad because. I really thought when he came back the second time, like, mm, not so good because the relationship wasn't good with the fans. But I don't know. I think he he's good. I don't know. I wonder if he's going to get sold this summer. This is a conversation. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Sorry to go back to the Guerrero thing. El Arabi in the second game at uh, at Krasnodar was on the bench, and then Guerrero got injured in the warm up. And El Arabi played that game and scored two goals. So 
I don't know. I'm just just as a just as a fact. That's what happened, and that's how El Arabi got into the team. Ever since then, it okay. El Arabi was yep. number one striker. Yep, that's very true. Guerrero was the we made fun of him. You guys remember when we first started this? We made fun of Guerrero for like only being good in summer training, and then when the season got really rolling, yes. he then kind of fell off the face of the earth. For Hassan, put it this way: for the production we got from him, even with all the misses, even with some of the stuff that we've laughed about, was he worth the two million we paid? Did you get your money's worth out of him? For sure, yeah. the goal against yeah. Marseille there was worth one point five million. Itself. That's all. That's all you can say. We got we got our money's worth with him. That's also it. shout out to Guerrero for the goal against Panathinaikos when their fans then invaded the pitch because they were getting tear gassed outside of Awaka. Big goal. I remember that. That was like three years ago, I think. I don't know. That was the goalkeeping against Victoria Police could have been been better. We we, we have the, to say that. That was the goal. That was the goal when he picked the. I was at that game. The goal he picked the picked the ball up at the halfway line, ran at the defense, and then kind of toe poked it. He 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 dummied the defender and went inside yeah. and toe poked it on the inside post. It was like yeah. t- Guerrero turns into Romario. Like what? what <laughs> going on, man? No, that game was epic, man. That oh, good memories. I can't honestly. I can't wait for the Champions League qualifiers. Like last night was really disappointing. We're not going to talk about it tonight, but like I'm those summer. I feel like summer qualifiers. I have some some very dark bad memories, but some very good memories as of recent. So. Uh, I'm kind of excited for them to start, you know, summer, getting warm out, Olympiacos on TV. Anyway, we can talk about this at a later time. But yeah. This comment, I think, is pretty spot on. Hassan is the yeah. ideal second striker, never complains sitting on the bench, and almost always has an impact when he comes on. Uh, Grigori Gorzias, yep. Uh, yeah, man, I agree with you. He's second striker, even third striker. He's an impact guy. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that can lead the attack. We've seen that. Uh, always has to be either a second striker or that option you bring on from the bench, uh, which is why we definitely need that second real striker acquisition over the summer, maybe that Taquino or whoever is coming. But this that's the job he does. And we got it, we're getting our money's worth. That's it. Well, guys, uh, I think shall we move on to uh, transfer of the season? We had 13 different players arrive, uh, either on loans from other teams or transfers and signings, uh, including the winter window, of course, as well. So quite a lot of movement for our players. This award received votes from six different players. Uh, The three finalists for this award were Socrates Papastathopoulos, Oleg Rebchuk, and Janem Vila. So those players received the most votes, and then a few votes were also given to uh, Bruma, interestingly enough. Uh, Jose Holebas, who I actually think uh, is a good shout, to be honest with you, given the the value and what we expected. And then also Andruzos did receive a vote, although technically uh, I, I don't know if that's a transfer. I think it's a loan in, but um, th- that's the voting breakdown either way. Uh, Costa. I'm going to let you get into transfer of the season for Olympiacos. Yes, indeed. Um, before we do that, good point raised here by is it Costa. Wrong comment. This comment from Costas Papadimitriou. Good news from the Premier League. 
uh, we didn't mention this at the beginning. And I think we, we do need to say it. Um, we were waiting to see if Chelsea would finish in the top four. That was important because if Chelsea finish in the top four, that means that our boys get an extra week holiday ahead of preseason. So Chelsea bottled it today and they lost 2-1 to Aston Villa away from home. And it was the 65th minute on the last game of this season's Premier League and Chelsea were out of the top four in the 65th minute and we were waiting for Spurs. The ultimate bottlers, Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur, to beat or get a draw against Leicester away at Leicester. They were 2-1 down. Thank fuck. They got an equaliser and in the end Spurs won it 4-2. And Chelsea have to thank Tottenham for ending up in the top four. I don't think you'd ever see Chelsea fans thankful to Spurs uh, as much as you will see them or hear them today so guys that means that the team has an extra week holiday before we go to pre-season after two years non-stop back-to-back games that is hella important um so thank you spurs and chelsea for fuck's sake peter I think Chelsea also need to be thankful to Leicester because, I mean, my God, the last two seasons, Leicester absolutely fumbling the bag with Europe as well, and they bottled it. You maybe wonder if spending too much time close to Ike has uh, done something bad to their team. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Chelsea, like, yeah, what's going on? The Too close. And, uh, yeah, transfer of the season. Without any further ado, Costa, what do you have? Okay, so... Thank you, Kostas Papadimitriou. I'm just going to go out and say, I mean, guys, it's Jan and Villa. How can it not be Jan and Villa? Congratulations, yeah. Jan. Felicitations. Incroyable. Un saison incroyable. Merci pour ton contribution. Tu es un leader sur le terrain. Euh, franchement, merci beaucoup. Felicitations. Donc, uh, yeah, sorry, that's my little bit of French for Jan. Um, Eyes closed, guys. I mean, free transfer, zero monies paid to club, worth every single penny that he, you know, that he's making playing centre mids, centre back in a two centre back formation, in a three centre back formation. The guy's just been absolutely immense, ever present, and never complained one minute about anything. Model professional. I he exceeded my expectation actually. Um, he, there was no ounce of, you know, that kind of I'm a star player. I've come from the French league and I'm Jan and Villa and you know who are you? And no, really fantastic. Um, and he's on a three-year contract. He's got two more years left. He's 30 years old. He's going to be playing his best football with us hopefully. So fantastic. I hope to see him as one of the captains next year. This this comment oh, no. right here. Oh no, Robot, no, no. Oh no. Those who voted for Bruma as transfer of the season are the flat earthers of Olympiakos supporters. You know, I, I love, was also surprised I love the that Ole became a finalist too, considering how much everybody, all most of the Greek fans, Olympiakos fans, just shit on him all the time. Like, oh, he's he's you know, we're worried about his quality, and then transfer the season Oleg I like that one surprised me but Jan and Vila was definitely 
I there were things I expected from him. Like I expected him to be pretty good as a ball winner and you know, get the ball, pass the ball, you know. That's what I expected. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think we were getting anything but a six out of him. But we got a lot more than that. And the Y Scout data definitely shows that. Jan was uh top five amongst all center mids, center mids, defensive mids in Greece. When it came to goals, he scored four goals. He had six in all competitions with two assists. So highest combined goals assists of any center mid DM in Greece. Uh, In terms of his win rate, top five, also among all center mids and defensive mids, 64%. Jan is the best, in my opinion, midfielder at closing down players in the Greek Super League. And as I mentioned, he's in the top five in terms of his win percentage. He's also really good in the air. We saw that right when he came in. Goal kicks, free kicks, getting up there. Uh, Actually, a lot better height and uh, I should say good ups, as it were. Uh, better than I expected, at least. Very good. Uh, also, sixty-four, about 64% in that. Top four in terms of aerial dual success uh, amongst all center mid and defensive mids. He also concedes the second least number of fouls among all center mids and defensive mid. This guy's a professional. We don't have to worry too much about him losing his cool, doing stupid things, and leading, leaving us open to anything dangerous. And finally, and this is the thing, guys, that we all know, we've seen it, and it's why he's so important. He is top three in terms of pass accuracy amongst all center mids and DMs with almost 90%. Jan Envila was our engine of possession. We could not have done any of what we have done without him. And, and yes, I, I, I hold on, comment. hold on. You in some pain, Adi? God damn it. You remember the ammonia game? This goddamn sit behind the center backs. He's a third center back. He's tragic. Buhalaki should play over him. If someone's going to take a victory lap, I'm taking the goddamn victory lap. Who said <laughs> it? Who said it? You should. Who said it from the start? This guy's like the best player of all time. The right. GOAT. I think, Jan and Villa, I think he was my, man. my most improved. I, I think I chose Jan and Villa for most, if I, if I remember correctly. Only he because... he here last year. Can you, can you choose him as most improved if he's... I guess I, mean, I, mean, I have it on record there. that you didn't. For what I didn't. Worth. Okay, never mind. He was <laughs> I don't Fake remember. I think you I, picked, it was a while I think you ago. picked I Masuras. Oh, I might, okay. I also, yeah. Well, Masuras you know, as well. For me, the, he started off because the when I was seeing Yanavila stay next to the center backs and only do the eight meter passes, that annoyed the crap out of me. But and Vila did make us forget about Guillerme. He did, and I'm, I'm I'm I'll be happy to eat my hat on that. I'm fine. Mm, I, I'm. I, I don't want to. I think we're comparing apples and pears. They're well, they two are different apples and pears. Two, two, two different types of player. But um, you remember some people in France? They they compared this guy to to three French legends. Like back when he was an up and coming, you know, young player in France. They were saying this kid at the time he was. Um, you know, he had Yaya Toure's pass, they said. They had uh, yep. Makelele's defensive, like, running capability and Patrick Vieira's strength. It's like, that's the player that, 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 that we signed. And, okay, he didn't have the career that 
everyone expected at the beginning of his career, like in France. But I mean, his his passing range is just absolutely unbelievable. That Arsenal game, or the two Arsenal games where we had to play him at centre back, I shed tears. It's like what would have been if Jan could actually be in the midfield in those games would have been a completely different story. And at the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing next to Kamara. He was playing next to Bukhalakis a lot. We were playing 4-3-3 as well. And he was crashing and Bukhalakis and Envila were crashing into each other a lot. And it was awkward for him. It took some time. It took like five, six, seven, seven games for him to kind of find his place in the team. And we saw in the in the Champions League, just like again, the range of passing and the the ability to break up the play and launch us into attack with with one touch after a tackle, just absolutely unbelievable. There's a diamond dozen that player really for us. It's an absolute steal, absolute steal. And it wasn't. It wasn't flashy. The award wasn't close either, by the way. I mean, we say they're finalists because, you know, we like to say the three finalists to build it up. But Jan and Vila got like 75 plus percent of the vote from the fans. Um, not close at all. And I don't think it should. I, like this is this was the the easiest award to call. Um, Did all of us agree? Already. All of yes. us agreed too. All of us okay. agreed. Yep. But, I mean, I, I do want to say as well, like, you know, there were a lot of good transfers this year. I think Socrates was a really good transfer and uh, and uh, Holebas as well. Costa, Papi Dimitriou, Olympiacos supporters from all over the world. G7i brings you close to the legend. Thank you very much, Costa, for the nice comment. Um, yeah, Jan Mvila, transfer of the season, as we say, uh, with our eyes closed, this one is easy to pick. Um, but... A lot of a lot of good business. There there was some bad business. We do have a code of the season award. We're going to get to later in the show, but um, yeah, we'll 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 do the good things now. Our next award is Greek Player of the Season. We are very proud of our Greek players here at Olympiakos. There are a lot of good ones. We made this award. We we thought about calling it the Jan van Schip Award uh, because <laughs> you know he loves our Greek players so much, uh, but we decided to just call it Greek Player of the Year for uh for clarity and whatnot but um there were a lot of good candidates for this award i mean one player who received some votes was Andrutsos. socrates came in he received some votes he was actually my pick to be honest with you but i also understand that uh he didn't get it <laughs> because he didn't play all season oh this comment uh, in about Envila in Greece, you can't imagine what the comments of old men on the radio about Envila in the first month they crucified him without mercy. Oh yeah, as, as is always the the way with uh, with the Cafenio people. But um, yeah, Greek Player of the Year. There are a lot of good nominees. Our three finalists are Andreas Buhalakis, Yorgos Masuras, and Kostas Fortunis. This was one of this might have been the closest. Of all of our awards, all three of these players received tons of votes from the fans. Fetano says, if that isn't Fortunis, I'm calling corruption. Well, the fans had a very even split. The hosts and the blog team also voted all over the place. This one was really close. I think all three of these players uh, have a very good case for the award. Um, we have another comment here that says Masuras and Buhalakis can't decide which of these two. This person and Fetanos clearly are are on different uh, 
different waves here, but that's why we have the voting. Without further ado, I'm gonna let I'm gonna just go into the announcement here. Uh, we have another special announcement video for this award. This one's a good one. This one's a good one. Καλησπέρα σε όλους τους φίλους του Ολυμπιακού στην Ελλάδα και σε όλο τον κόσμο ε, και καλησπέρα στα παιδιά της εκπομπής της Τύρας 7 International. Ε, ελπίζω να είστε όλοι καλά. Ε, συγχαρητήρια στον Ολυμπιακό για την κατάκτηση του πρωταθλήματος ε, για μια ακόμα φορά και θα ήθελα να ανακοινώσω και τον νικητή της κατηγορίας του καλύτερου Έλληνα ποδοσφαιριστή για την σεζόν που πέρασε, που είναι ο Γιώργος Ομασούρας. Συγχαρητήρια στον Γιώργο Τομασούρα για την διάκριση αυτή και εύχομαι σε όλο τον κόσμο να είναι όλοι καλά. Καλό καλοκαίρι και για την ομάδα μας και του χρόνου να ξανακατακτήσει το πρωτάθλημα και να έχει και μια πολύ καλή πορεία στην Ευρώπη όπως έχει τα τελευταία χρόνια. Να είστε όλοι καλά. Stellaras, right there. Thank you very much, Stelio. Very, very nice message. We we appreciate you for taking the time to record that for us. You heard the man, Yorgos Masuras, is your Greek player of the year. Very fitting, huh? That uh, Masuras wins the award. Stelios giving the announcement. We know that they've uh, they have a relationship. Masuras looks up to him as a player. So good for Masuras. Uh, a great season from him, an up and down season, but finished really strong. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was he was uh, up and down for sure, but definitely um, a candidate for most improved as well. He really did make some strides in his game. Adi, going to move to you once again. We have some more Y Scout concerning Masuras's season. This is going to be like yeah. a Themis Casares Jr. right here from from Adi because. I, I know what you're about to say. Just go ahead. Explain yeah, it to us. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Masuras has never been the fanciest player. He's never been the most dynamic, but he is efficient, remarkably efficient. I have Fetanos here calling for recency bias. Maybe some of it is that, but when you have this type of production, and even if his production was that good in such a small period of time, it's it still means something because everyone had the same amount of time to do this and no one else did. So let's get into it. I'm just going to remind you of a stat I already brought up. 13 goals in Greece. He led Greece among all wingers in terms of goals scored. 15 goals, five assists in all competitions. I'll just repeat that. The highest expected goal in Greece for a winger. This is huge because there were players that had a lot more minutes than him but didn't have the same amount of production. Those other wingers that some consider better than him are Bruno Gama, Solis, and Zivkovic. Masuras was better in that metric than all of them. Tied for first in assists among all wingers in, uh, and key passes. So in terms of number one in assists, and he leads in key passes. Key passes are passes that led directly to a shot that the person missed. So imagine if even a handful of those passes were scored as well. Masuras would be close to Fortunis in terms of assists for the league. Uh, incredible. Third highest shot volume. Again, he had 45 shots in the Greek Super League this year. 
only behind Solis and Zivkovic in the league, but he played 900 less minutes than Zivkovic and 500 less minutes than Solis. What else can I say? Shot accuracy. 62% of Masurish's shots are on target. That is the highest shot accuracy amongst every single winger in the Greek Super League, starter or not. Guys, I'm just going to repeat it again. He's not the flashiest guy, but he's efficient, and he is the best Greek winger, period. Yes. <clears throat> oh, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, Masuras, I think I think he's an interesting case of, like, the analytics really bring out what's best about him um, because he's not super flashy and because he is a bit up and down. I think the numbers really... Uh, paint a nice picture of what he can do for our club. Um, Yorgos, congratulations. Keep working. Keep doing what you're doing off the pitch when nobody's watching, playing with all the passion and energy that you play with for this club. <laughs> Fetano says, just wait for, till Mavrias goes to Panathinaikos. Masuras will lose his throw and just ask JVS. Yes, exactly. Um <laughs> But I mean, in all seriousness, guys, if Masuras puts together his best form, he's he's another 15 million, 20 million euro sale off to a big team. And uh, this comment really sums it up. We already showed it up on the screen, but I'm going to say it again. Masuras, with no background, came to Athens to study in the university, played at the fourth tier of Greece, came up to play for Olympiakos in the national team. This is the example of started from the bottom. Now I am here. I love that kind of player that plays 100% of their soul and for the team and the club. That is exactly what Masuras does. Hard work, playing harder than everybody else, leaving it all out on the pitch. These are the players that we love. Uh, Masuras, congratulations on a great, great season, my friend, and uh, hoping for more of the best. One more thing I want to say. Um, I mentioned a few of the players who also received votes. We also did have one vote for Holebas, and we did have a comment as well. Maybe it was the person who voted for him from Grigolios Lenteris. Holebas deserves some love too. And I mentioned Holebas. I think uh, you could say that was one of the better transfers this season as well. But Lambro, 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 Lambro. Do you want to know who received a vote for Greek player of the season? Uh, Avram? No. He's, uh, he's a, young, a young man who you've said, you, who you've been doubtful of in the past. He's played in a cup final. He's kept a clean sheet in the cup. Oh, final. come on. <laughs> I, I hate it here. <laughs> that wasn't even me. That wasn't even me. Are we sure? If it was Costa, if, if it was Costa's burner account, he would have voted Kavlo Geropoulos. We all know this anyway. Yeah. So, so Costa's cleared there. But yeah, Tzolakis received a vote. Big things in the future for the young lad. Lambro is shaking when he saw that result. Listen, I'm not doing good. I'm not. I didn't know these results. I, I'm getting flustered here on the spot. But I want to say one thing about Masuras. I'm really excited for this new season. Now that we have some hope, hopefully with the end of the season, God bless it. It's behind us. Fans back in the stadium. I, I don't know if you guys watched the last day of the Premier League today, but seeing like fans in the stadium and cheering if a free kick went out, like. I cannot wait for Karizkaki to reopen and for us to get back in the stadium. But anyway, two, Yorgos Masuras building up a relationship or partnership with Oleg Reyabchuk, Kenny Lala, Thanasis Andrutsos during preseason. I'm super excited for like just a growing partnership to grow because I feel like, and 
the, the data does not back me up. Adi tried to check me on it. When Masuras plays with a good fullback and they have a good relationship, he just is like a different sauce. And we'll see if that comes true. I'm, I really... There's two players I'm really excited for going into next season, and that's Cosas Fortunis. I really hope for a big season from him. And second, Yogos Masuras to take that final step. You know, this season was a good base layer, but it's like, will he hit that next level or is this the ceiling? You know, he's 27, 28. He's entering the prime of his career. Like, this could be one of the moments for him to kick on. Like, like we'll the see. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, the consistency, exactly. Alex Kutakos says, but, 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 but Linios is better, a great winger who runs straight into Ramos, the strength and the courage, a quote brought to you by JVS. Probably is what JVS is, is saying Wait, somewhere. Also, I just remembered, is the national team going to play in the next few weeks? In a friendly, yeah. Oh, friendly. Jesus Christ. And... <laughs> are you kidding hey, me? Like, the friendlies are the, actually the only time we see. No, but I don't want to watch that shit. Like, the player, our players should go. Like, they need <laughs> that good vacation, this, baby. This like, Mykonos is open. The boats are open. The nightclubs are open, but with no music. I read that on the news the other day. So they need to go wherever the hell they need to go. They need to relax. I don't give a shit about the national team playing friendlies. <laughs> we just need a little relaxation because the the, yeah, the good times yeah, are coming bro, this soon. Is, this is the one when they announced it and you tweeted like, I hope nobody goes to the game or something. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. yes the problematic it's side. Yeah, it's here. Costa, yeah. don't go to the game. Costa, <laughs> go to the game. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, national team. We'll see if we end up covering that, guys. I'm not going to promise anything. Yo, did, did you guys hear that Madi Kamara is playing four friendlies in June with Guinea? Yep. That's insane. So it's you just, hope, that, you just hope these guys are going to get a bit of rest and then, oh, no, you're going to play four friendlies and go to, and travel to Africa and play around the continent like for, mm. for four friendlies. Jesus. Like, yeah, but yeah. Madi Kamara is done essentially after that yeah. post. We can talk he, about he that. Posted on, well, yeah, I was just going to say he posted on Instagram and I like a tear came to my eyes like after the game. Mine too. Like playing for this, he says, playing for this club will always be an honor for me. Thank you to everyone who accompanied us from the beginning until today at Olympiacos, more than a club. Guys, yeah, guys. That God sounds like damn. a goodbye to me. That is I, that I, is goddamn for sure oh, a goodbye. The, 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 tense, the tense that he used was weird. Obviously, he's yeah. translating Probably, from French yeah. into English, but it was conditional. It was like, would, not will. So like, playing for this club would always be. And it's like, oh, just, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> let's only, not get ahead of let's not get ahead of ourselves, guys. Twenty million is the price. Twenty million is the yeah, price. Yeah. If, we don't get to, if we don't get twenty million, sorry. Well, <sighs> speaking yeah. of players worth twenty million, our next award is coat of the season. This, uh, if you don't get the reference, by the way, it comes from the Greek parto, uh, which of course translates <laughs> directly to coat, and it's it's a word that they use in Greece um, to basically say you're a, a very bad player and. Uh, while we love Olympiakos, and we did actually get some responses to this award saying, no, Olympiakos does not have any coats, only good players. Are you kidding me? Which is Are just... you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like, we have anyone to who's say, followed guys, this club for more than like three years will tell you like this club has well, signed some brilliant I mean, coats. Even, we had some coats this year, and, and it's just I think it's just a part of football. You always have a couple head-scratching signings, a couple players. Especially in Greece, some foreign players come in, and, and they don't get it. Um, but anyway, we have a lot of different votes for coat. 
I want to say, first of all, Kenny Lala, code of the season to all the fans who voted Kenny Lala. I hear you. I'm, I'm just wait. Okay. Just wait until next year. And then, and then don't say anything next year. Um, I think it's too soon, but also receiving votes uh, were Pepe, Tiago Silva, Lazar, and Mohamed Dreger. Our three finalists for code of the season are Bruma, Rafinha, and Ruben Vinagre. So those are the coats this year. I cannot believe Lazar has not been a finalist. I actually God damn, Lazar that. escaping punishment again. He didn't <laughs> score or assist like all season. God damn it. Like I think this is criminal. This is criminal. This guy actually did score. He did Bruma score. Was just, he Bruma Bruma was a coach half of the time and good the other half of the time. Lazar but it's crazy that like Bruma's agency is pushing that he's the best player in all of Greece and like he makes code of the season for the fan <laughs> like the, the, when the Euro squad comes out and like oh lo and behold like Cristiano Ronaldo gets in over Bruma and his agency is like this is ridiculous <laughs> like anyway um Lambro since you love talking about the coats and love yeah. calling people a coat uh we've assigned you to announce coach of the season <laughs> so oh here i'm we go get into it this is like my favorite award i I, I, I pleaded this one. It was a long winter. It was a cold winter. We needed a coat. We had quite a few. But you know what? We had one special one. You guys know who I'm talking about. And it's not Rafinha. It's not Rafinha. He was a good quote coat. He may have won coat of the year many other years. He's a nice coat. He's a real fur nice coat. one. He's a fur coat. <laughs> but there's one that you get down in Glifada. The real nice ones. The real expensive coats. The Wonder Kid coats. You know who I'm talking about. Ruben Vinagre, you've done it again, goddammit. You've done it again. Coat of the season, Ruben Vinagre. Ruben Vinagre. Of the, one of the best coats I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, I loved him. I loved him. Emre Moore, we're <laughs> seeing the comments. Moore would have been a shout for Sp- Coat of the Season. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> meme. Does anyone know that meme when they point, point at each other? <laughs> I made that reference literally like within the first 10 episodes. <laughs> God damn it. Code of the season, Ruben Vinagre, take a bow, my son. Just hopefully, hopefully you stay warm, my friend. Ruben All I have to say is if his mom hasn't unfollowed us by now, she's definitely unfollowing yeah. us. After yeah. This. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, how nice. Like, uh, well, I'm sure we'll have nice things to say about Ruben Vinagre. Uh, his mom followed us. We'll build that relationship. We'll get him on the show. Now, no, you're a coat. We don't want you on the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ruben Vinagre, coat of the year. This Any Wise Scout data? Pretty, pretty widespread. I, I think we're going to skip the Wise Scout data for him. Oh, like what? Like point five overlaps? Point I do five have one. I have, oh. I have some Wise Scout data for you for him. It's, uh, it's going to be with respect to his successful actions for Libyakos. If in terms of everything he did on the field, if we look at what was successful and not successful, 16% success with his total actions. So for every nine things he did on the pitch, maybe one was positive. Congratulations. Yeah. And Roman, I, I just want to highlight this comment. And I think it's beautifully put. Vinagre is that type of player when someone asks you, is he a good player? And you answer, he's a very nice guy. <laughs> That's brilliant. Only on Gate 7 International do you hear this content, guys. So 
honestly, if you're halfway through the show, maybe even more than halfway, make sure to subscribe, like, comment on all of our things to grow the Gates Heaven International Project. We have broken a lot of numbers at the end of the season, only more to come going into the summer. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave us a review also, guys. I know a lot of you listen to us on the Apple Spotify platforms. Make sure to leave us a review, and we do read those live on air, so yep. there you go. Guys, another comment from Fetanos. Vinagre has more Greek championships than Corbetis. Oh, God. That's true. Have That's that. so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to, to, to give a little bit more of a, of a segment, Adi, Vinagre is a defender. Uh, we did have a lot of good defenders at Olympiacos this year. And I was wondering, Adi, if you would want to go through some of our, our superstars at the back, as we've always been a very good defensive team, and highlight some Y-Scout highlights from some of our best defenders this year to distract ourselves from the fact that Ruben Vinagre exists. You got it, Peter. You know, we've been giving a lot of love to some other positions, midfield, strikers, wingers. And so far, we've just got hate. We've just got some hate on Ruben Vinagre, who's making defense look bad. So we did have a couple defenders that were worthy of note uh, that did actually have some decent stats. Socrates Papastathopoulos, of course, coming in, legendary. And Ruben Semedo. We'll start with Socrates. Socrates, since arriving in the port, this man has been a stud, a rock in the back for us as long as he's been healthy. Top 10 amongst not just defenders and center backs amongst everybody in the super league, all positions when it comes to closing players down defensive duels, 73, almost 74%, 73.91. Excellent. And he's top 10 in Greece for block shots as well uh, with all players. So Karate is a wall at the back, a monster in the final third, and his successful action rate in the final third is almost 90% as well. If it's in the final third, that is Socrates' house, and you're not going anywhere near it. It's also not a coincidence that <laughs> family bonus on these statistics. No family bonus. There's no bias here. I love Socrates. He might be my long-lost cousin from somewhere, but this is all real, my friend. This is all real. He earned these. This isn't being given to him. You guys remember when Socrates arrived and he was first being introduced into the team we were suffering goals off of free kicks like none other i mean it was every game and it's no coincidence that socrates arrives about a month later he becomes a mainstay in the team not even a month yeah about a month later and once he became that mainstay in the in the defense we did not see any more goals off of free kicks so socrates thank you Easily the best center, one of the best center backs in Greece, just from his performances in the second half of the season. Thank you so much. And then Ruben Semedo. Guys, there's no other player like Ruben Semedo in the Greek Super League that's a quarterback with the ball at his feet. There's none. You look at all the center backs and their passing and distribution, and Semedo's at the top of all of them. He long passes. He he we have never had a center back like this. Now has Ruben Semedo had some of his faults? Has he had some slip-ups? Yeah, of course he has. But he's a special player. He really is. And in the air, he's number six overall, not just with center backs, number six overall when it comes to aerial dual success among regular players. 
at 68%. So good stuff from Ruben Semedo. And I also want to give a final shout out to a Liverpool beat writer when over the summer Semedo was linked with Liverpool who said that um, he wasn't a good fit for Liverpool because he went down, he went to ground a little bit too fast. Screw you, James Pierce. You know shit. Ruben Semedo went to ground less than two-thirds of all defenders in Greece. Oh, and by the way, he had better stats than Joe Gomez and uh, I think it was Matip in Europe. So uh, James Pierce, get fucked. <laughs> and I'm glad that he didn't go to Liverpool. Bye. Joe Gomez, one of the most overrated players in world football, I just have to say. Adi and like the cold relationship with like James Pierce is insane. It's like James Pierce, like s- secretly like despised by like Adi. No, he he, like, he makes, terrible, secret, he makes terrible opinions and he doesn't back them up. Imagine when, when James Pierce out. comes on Gates Heaven International. The scenes. No, I called him out <laughs> on it and, and then he was like, Oh, well, he goes to ground too fast. I was like, based on what? Show me timestamps because I have them and he doesn't. Well, I mean, he probably does, but I think he's too lazy to look at them. I mean, it's, it's a farce. The stuff he said about Zimikas, the stuff he says about Ruben Semedo, just because they played in Greece. I don't, I had, it's not acceptable to me. Sorry. Fair enough. Also, I want to stop for breaking news. According to Gazeta.gr, Ivan Jovanovic is officially going to be named head coach of Panathinaikos. We have a comment here saying that, but that was also breaking on Gazeta. <laughs> of course, the accurate representation of what we believe. He's a really good manager. I think his last few stints were with Al Nasser, Al Nasser and the United Arab Emirates national team. So a really top end coach. Um, yeah, you wouldn't expect anything else for them, to be fair. It's so, no Mongolia, though. It's no Mongolia. It's no... It's no Bologna, but, you know, good luck. Actually, I say good luck. To, no good luck to them. Hopefully he's sacked <laughs> in September by, Dan, like, Danny Poyatos. Anyway, that's just some breaking news. We should move on to the next category, which is, Peter? Well, our next one is player of the season, our MVP overall. Um, this one, obviously, it's the big one, right? Our best player from Olympiacos all season long. Um, this one got votes for six different players. Uh, three, pl- three players who received some votes but were not finalists were Fortunis, Ruben Semedo, and shout out Lambro, Ushenu Ba. So those players all received a small handful of votes, but our three finalists are Youssef Erarabi, Jan Mvila, and Mari Kamara, three absolute world-class players for Olympiacos. Um, this one was also incredibly close, people. This vote was very, very close, and the fans actually voted one way very slightly, but it got overturned by the blog team as well as the host. So this one was tight, people. Let me tell you, we are so glad that you all came in and voted, and uh, I'm just going to leave it to the video, uh, the special video that we have to announce player of the season. Greetings from Sweden. This is Per Setterberg. Hello to all the Olympiacos fans in Greece and around the world. Today I'm happy to take part in the first annual Gate 7 International Awards. And I'm here to announce this season most valued player. It's been another great season under difficult conditions. 
has been top performers all around the park. But one player stood out above the rest for you, the fans. And without further ado, the winner of this year's Most Valued Player Award goes to Jan and Villa. Congratulations, Jan. Uh, and thanks also for Gate 7 International. Stay well and stay safe. Pane Olympia Cara. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Jan and Vila again. Jan the is king. The king. Jan Jan's, and Vila. Jan's trophy cabinet is going to be chock full. He's got a trophy with Olympiacos and he's got two Gate 7 International awards to his name. We might need Piraeus International to ship this man a new trophy cabinet with all the accolades <laughs> oh, yes. he's been picking up. <laughs> Big legend, Jan and Vila, once again, well-deserved. An absolute machine in our midfield. Um, of course, El Arabi was a very close second. The fans slightly swayed to El Arabi, as I said. He had a great season. El Pistolero. Uh, but it is Jan Get it right. <laughs> now, I actually have a bit of a segment. And before I do that, I do want to say thank you to Per Zetteberg, former guest of the podcast, former Olympiacos player, Swedish international for sending us that very nice video announcing player of the season. Um, but I actually have a special segment for you guys, and this is a surprise. So if you listen to Gate 7 International, you know quite well that after pretty much every game, uh, we give out a man of the match and a grade to Martins. So I had an idea. What if I went back and counted up all of our man of the match awards and then counted up all the grades and gave Martins his report card at the end of the year. So for four hours on Friday morning, that is exactly what I did. I went back and listened to all guess? the episodes. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Fortunis, easily. Fortuni has to be. Costa? Oh, Costa, Costa I think we lost you. My bad. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go El Arabi. Okay. Well, some of you are right and some of you are wrong. Oh, no. Um, so without further ado, and I'm going to build this up a bit, 21 different players received at least one man of the match from one of us. No shit. Wow. Holy players shit. who did not receive a single one. Tiago Silva, please, God. Lazar. Tiago Silva got named in the match on three <laughs> different occasions, including fairly recently. Costa gave it to him, if you remember. God damn it. True. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, Bruma has been it. Rafinha has got it a couple times. Of course, there was the one game where all three against Panathinaikos. Yep. Um, so, but the let's just go to the winners now. I want to say I'm going to start at third place, and third place is a player that I was amazed did not receive a single vote for player of the season. I almost gave him player of the season, and this is a player who was incredible pretty much all year, had some huge games, has won games for us. Um, Jan and Vila, I remember after one of the games, said after the game, we won because of God and this player. Um, and that is Jose Sa. As we always say, when you don't get man of the match, when you don't know who to give man of the match to, give it to Jose Sa. Jose Sa received man of the match from 14 of on 14 occasions. He comes in third place. Sa... Congratulations on a great season. We love you. And uh, we hope to see you in the red and white forever. Saw is in third. 
The second and first place were separated by one. So second place was given Man of the Match 17 times and first place was given it 18 times. Your Man of the Match champion for the season is none other than Yusef Arabi. No! <laughs> no! Fortunis every game. He barely received any Man of the Match awards in the second half of the season. God damn. And El Arabi was the one. Yeah. Obviously, when El Arabi scores a hat trick, he gets the Man of the Match award. And so that's why I think he got it so many times. Costa, congratulations on guessing right uh, and, and picking that one correctly. But very close. And then for the grades... Now, we've given Martins a scale of grades. We've given him an F on three different occasions. I think most of those were Lambro after a game in, in the deep what emotions. Games? Games? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What games were they? Let's try and think. Yeah, I can uh, pull it up. So the first can we, can one. We guess? Can, can we guess it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess. I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'll go Porto home was one, maybe. Yeah, that's one. Uh, it was not one. Porto was not one. No. Oh, hmm. This is the yeah. No, this was not one. Hold on. So I gave him an F once, and Nambro gave him an F twice, and it was all three different games. Really? One one of them should be obvious, guys. Remember, um, help from the fans. Help from the fans. When did the fans? When did we go back and listen? Go back and listen and bump our numbers up. One of the podcast episodes is called Pedro Martins Gets an F and a Win. Um, oh, shit. So wow. there's, there's one. But I'm just going to say it. So the first one was the Marseille game that we lost, and Lambro gave him an F. Yeah, that um, sense. The second one was Janina, um, and this was Pedro Martins Gets an F and a Win, and uh, Lambro gave him an F again. That game sucked oh my god yes yeah. i remember that game was miserable and the third one was me giving him an f when we drew with ike at the beginning of the season so oh. those are the three f's and funny enough um in the games that we lost in greece to pauk and panathinaikos uh we did not give f's we gave b's and c's um anyway if we if we take all of martin's grades and put them on a sheet and then we use the University of Maryland plus minus grading system to calculate his GPA on a 4.0 scale, as most Europe, uh, American and Canadian universities do. Pedro Martins' GPA. Does anyone want to guess, like, approximately where, where it is? 3.6, 3. 3.7. Or what did you say? 3.25. Jeez, this man, his GPA was 3.24. Oh, so he nailed it on the head. <laughs> that is, that's about a B plus. It's no three point nine seven like uh, like some of us got when we were at university. What Maryland. a flex, goddammit. it! Um, no three point nine seven, but it's pretty good. It's about a B plus. To give credit to Martins, the most frequent grade he received was an A. We gave him an A fifty one times, uh, but those F's those F's tanked his grade. It has to be said. Uh, but anyway, Blumble. in all seriousness, big congratulations to Pedro Martins. Uh, thank you for a great season. Stay forever. Don't go to Wolves. We don't want to hear any of that. Stay forever. We love you. Um, but yeah, I figured that would be fun. Next year, I think I'm going to track them as we go instead of doing it all at once at the end because I literally wasted so much time of my life away doing that. But uh, worth it in the end. So we have one more award. This is a special one for us, maybe a bit, uh, how do we say, 
self-absorbed, I, I might admit, but we thought it might be fun for the fans to vote on. Um, and it's podcast moment of the season. So uh, we asked you to send in your favorite episode or your favorite quote or, or just something that you enjoyed from the pod. Uh, we got so many great, great answers. Unfortunately, we can't, you know, give everyone an award. But a few uh, that I liked, and we can go around saying ones that we liked. Uh, the first one that I liked was Boozing with the Boys episode that saw George's dad make an appearance and scold his son was the epitome of being Greek. Uh, I thought that one was fun. Lambro dunking on people for saw bashing after the Arsenal game. Someone said that was a goaded moment. Um, <laughs> there, there are a lot of great ones. Someone else did mention uh, George's dad coming on. That was that was a classic one. Do you remember George's dad's reaction to the Georgia goal? Yes, oh, that, that was, was legendary as well. That was great. Wait, um, did you see his reaction to us losing yesterday? It was like, oh my screw God, this, no. let's throw Eurovision on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> guys, you know what? We should retweet it on the podcast account so that everybody yeah. can see it. If you I don't follow, what's George's handle now? Life of George C. I think. Right? Life of, follow at Life of George C. Quite a bit. And you just have to see. He's got so many funny videos of his dad, just like George hidden camera. It, it's they're amazing. You guys always, have to it, check it out. It's always so similar. It's like George's dad on the couch with his laptop and something <laughs> bad happens and he slams the laptop screen down. He's like, It's the same, but it's better every time. It's always the same, but it's better every time, guys. Uh, also like the glasses. Doesn't he adjust the glasses? Oh, Fetano says Michael Michael and Lambro rant was underrated. The rant day was definitely a top episode. We had a lot of fun with that one. Um, people did like the rants. People said rants about Bruma. People said rants about everything, really. Um, so we want to thank you all so much for those uh, those very nice answers. Um, although there was one thing, one one episode specifically uh, that people picked over everything else. And this is going to be our winner. Um, that winning episode is the Zay Elias interview. Zay Elias, we love you for coming on and, and giving us so much of our time. We had a great time chatting with Zay Elias. If you have not watched that already, it is on YouTube. We'll put the link in the description of this YouTube video as well. Uh, and so you can just click right on that and watch. It's a great time. We had a lot of fun chatting with Zay. And of course it's available on the podcast platforms as well. Uh, we picked a clip from this interview that, that the four of us all liked, cause you know, we, we discussed this, uh, this, this award as well. Uh, we're just going to play the clip, man. Uh, and, and we'll just let Zay take it away for us here. <laughs> Zay, Zay, favorite Greek word, favorite Greek word. Which one's a favorite Greek word? I can't speak. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> the the favorite Greek word question always brings out good moments for sure. We have a good one from Guillaume Gier as well. <laughs> but uh once again, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh Zay Elias, thank you so much for coming on. Very much appreciate it. And uh we got a great clip out of it. Well, we got a lot of great clips out of it. But guys, but... all of the all of the interviews we did were just 
absolutely phenomenal. I mean, yeah. to be able to do those and talk to these yeah. guys who were legends for the club, uh, Peter Filipakos was just an absolute revelation now, as well. Yeah, that, was that was so great. much fun. Um, all on of them were, camera. yeah, I mean, <laughs> with yeah, particularly with him off camera. But I tell you what, what about Matt Derbyshire? Matt Derbyshire, oh. we haven't uploaded that episode to, to video, but we do have it. It's quite raw. Um, but I think we will be, we should put that up for people to watch again. Uh, we had a funny conversation with him off camera as well. Shall we reveal that? <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. Sorry, Matt, we didn't ask your permission, but fuck it. Anyway, I'm going to go for it. So, off camera, we're talking to Matt Derbyshire and all of you that watched that 4-4 cup final uh, that ended after 30, 30 plus penalties. Right. So that's um, actually side note. Sorry. That's why Matt Derbyshire is a legend. But he's also a legend of the club for scoring a goal against Panathinaikos in the Oaka in a 1-0 victory. And the next day in the papers, there were pictures of him jumping up in the air for the header and literally you could see the guy had a boner like the guy had a boner and he was going up for the header so i asked him off camera it's like so when you were in greece the day after the game did your wife read the papers like did she have a look at the papers the next day and did she you know did she see something in your in your nether regions and he goes are you asking me if i've got a big one mate <laughs> that for me was um that for me was just fucking hilarious like what what a lad what an absolute he's lad. a great guy talking to him it was fun talking to him yeah man yeah. um big shout out to, to all the guests we've had this year for sure as we begin to close up here can, uh, can i read some more can yeah I no go nuts here? go nuts yeah like, we, we got a whole bunch of responses i mean robbie lyle we've got robbie lyle on the show from arsenal fan tv that, that was, was fun. epic that was really fun epic Going on Arsenal Fan TV, getting Don Robbie on an exclusive. That's hit like almost 2,000 views on our YouTube. Go and check that out. Like Having hundreds of Arsenal fans call me Socrati. <laughs> 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 that, that got me when I saw the comments rolling through. I was like, oh, you got Socrati on and the I show. Always, oh I've God. always said that. Since I first met Adi, I was like, this guy looks like Socrates, man. And everyone was like, it's just because they're both Greek and Greek people look the same. And I'm like, no, he looks like Socrates. Anyway. Some other yeah. comments like um, the lives in general, ever since we started doing the lives, people rate that. Um, Yanagopoulos interview. Lambro dunking on people for sar bashing, goated moment. What else do we have? Oh, we've got the podcast that the guys did with Red Point Guard. Surely that's <laughs> as one as Manolo seventy seven or one of the Red Point Guard guys. Uh, what else do we have? I'm just reading through these. Like these are really good. Any rant about Bruma? Another the one fans is asking about Bruma every episode for like three weeks straight. <laughs> And uh, Bruma and uh, oh my god, Chumich, Chumich, yeah, Chumich, yeah, yes. Everyone's like, you got an update on Chumich, Adi? You got a deep dive on Chumich? Is he gonna become? I was like, I just like... told you guys. I just, I just told you about him. There's actually there's two. There's two here. One because 
so the first, this one says the interview with Yanni Catriciosis. I sent it to two parents on my son's travel team and both enjoyed it as well. I would love to get him to work with both my boys. Uh, guys, Yanni still is training as, as far as I know. Um, DM me if you want to work with Yanni or you want him to take a look at your kids. Uh, DM me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aristides06. Uh, and then it's the same for Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find you can just find me. Like, I think it's you have to put my full name, which is uh, Aristides Bulubasis. He's probably going to want tape first. So you're going to have to tape whether it's practice or a game. He's going to want tape to see what your kid can do. Uh, and so DM me if you're actually interested and I'll see, you know, I'll see if he can still take any, if he's still available to train anybody and I'll send that out to him. So let me know whoever you are. That was like a full on ad read. My God. Anyway, <laughs> I want to, I want to read some more guys, but seriously, like totally, uh, totally. the start of the podcast after the friendly three nil win over Bauk. I actually want to go back and listen to that now, like, but I'm sure we had an absolute field day. I think that was one of the ones where you did a nice chant in Greek and, and uh, said some words, I think. So there's another one, actually. Uh, one of the, one of the fans says, I want to nominate two things in order. One, Peter singing Putanas Gi Panathinaigi. And two, Ari semi pro rant plus bonus Ari baby. It was another comment. <laughs> well, if you tuned in early, you saw the baby, the first signing, wearing the number 10 kit, taking it from Pepe. He's in the first, like, 10 seconds of the podcast. So you can check that there. Uh Semi-pro, all these semi-pro kids, man. There was quite a few Robbie Lyle comments to him. So the, yep. the Oli connected interviews have been impressive captures for the fans, but getting Robbie on was when I knew you'd hit the big time. Uh, one of the comments, the one before the Arsenal game with Don Robbie, because this is the best way to get the Olympiacos name even more worldwide known. Um, post-match breakdowns after Europa League games. Lambra running to the airport for a real signing. I <laughs> goddamn cannot wait till guys... I'm fully vaccinated and I can roll through the goddamn airport whenever I goddamn please. Because I Which... this summer I'm hoping for big signings. Like I am so ready. I Which one so was ready. it when Lambro couldn't make it for whatever reason and we just like made up the narrative that he had gone to the airport? Was that when we won the championship? I forget. And he was like, Lambro was like no. in the chat and he was like, I'm looking for Bruno. Like, do you guys remember <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember, no, there was one when we actually officially signed Socrates, I thought, that we were saying Lambro was running to the airport. He picked up Bruno on the way or something. Yeah. And he, when he was, when he Bruno, was. Bruno here. planted an Olympiacos flag in, in the center of Tumba. That's, I, that, I, that's right. I want to say Bruno's coming, the Bruno's coming to bit from, I think that was from Rant Day. That is one of the, my, my like favorite moments. We don't have it on video, but we just have it on audio. But like, that was so funny. A couple of people did vote for that. Like that was absolutely hilarious. Um, what was the yeah. context for that? I don't so even remember. It was, it was, we were talking about Lazar and, and just talking about how bad Lazar is. And Lambro was like, 
this guy going to an illegal party. How ironic. Um, like, how dare you do that? <laughs> and then Adi was, and then that's when you set it up, Adi. You were like, come on, Lambro, put yourself in Lazar's shoes. You're a young single man. <laughs> and then Lambro literally gets in that. And I, I, I prefer not to speak. But anyway. Don't, um, Polo Jose Mourinho, don't speak. I've, I've, I haven't even left my apartment since last fall. Like, God. <laughs> I think we have you on tape saying otherwise on the podcast. But anyway. Um, there's one for me to. The episode after the second leg with Arsenal Costa's amazing speech at the beginning. Thank you very much. Oh, that, that was is. great. Okay. Yeah, that was a really good one too. Yeah. Like I had it in the first leg, but you got it in the second leg. You. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, even though we went out, like uh, we did so much press and media and I really felt like we got Olympiacos name out during that time. I think that was a good yeah. period for the club, for us, you know. A lot of people were learning about the Olympiacos name for the uh, for the first time, like mm-hmm. or hearing from our fans' point of view, and we were super proud to be representatives for the club during that period. Yeah, that was crazy because that was the week Mikali was born, and True. everybody was going on a different Arsenal podcast to talk about the club. And I remember I was almost I was in the waiting room because there was one other there was somebody that had asked, but like everybody was scheduled. You guys were all scheduled, and I was like, oh, do I dare tell my wife I'm using the hospital Wi-Fi? I'm going to the cafeteria and doing a podcast. <laughs> my wife would have murdered me. She would have loved but that, yeah, mate. <laughs> she, uh, she would have loved that. I'm so excited for the European games to come back, like even the qualifier one, so we can get in amongst it with some other fan podcasts, other country podcasts, you know, like... I, don't, I feel like those are great moments to get the Olympiacos name out there and, you know, show people what they're about. And our fans are going to be back so soon. I can almost taste it, like watching those NBA playoff games and the uh, the games in England. I just feel we're getting so close. So it's it's going to be an exciting period. And I will also the blog, everyone, like blog articles have slowed down a bit because of the season basically ending. But I will be doing a weekly transfer column. Unfortunately, hopefully the first rumor is Bruma is never coming back again. <laughs> I may just make we, that we up according to sources, out. a.k.a. me and my friends. <laughs> Bruma is never coming back. We'll see. We do have a couple blogs on the way, but yeah, it, it is going to be slower. But uh, I mean, and, and I apologize as well if we're taking a lot of time, but it's just so much fun to reminisce. This is our first season doing this uh, and so to wrap up, it's really, you know, we, we really enjoy looking back and we've come quite a long way. We've added Costa to the team, uh, which has been a fantastic addition. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've just had such a great time and it's all thanks to, to all the listeners who've come in, everybody listening live and giving us comments uh, always puts a great smile on our face and, you know, people retweeting and interacting with us on social media as well. So, you know, we can never say enough how much we appreciate the fans for listening to us and, and interacting with us and helping us do what we want to do, which is make Olympiacos the biggest club in the world. Make sure everybody knows Olympiacos' name. Um, if you're listening, you know, continue, please continue to interact with us and leave a comment or a like or subscribe. Turn on the notifications so you can see when we're going live as well. You know, we, we just want to do everything we can to make this club bigger, right? And, and make Olympiacos more than just a club that people follow in Greece. We want everyone across the world to know this team. And uh, we're not going to stop until the club is, is of that stature. 
Uh, we want to be winning European cups. We want to be one of the biggest clubs in the world. So um, thank you so much to everybody who's come along with us for this journey in the first year. We're not going to stop. The summer is going to be a bit slow. Thank you, Costa. Much love to you. We appreciate you very, very much for, for tuning in always and interacting with us. Um, but this summer, it's going to be a bit slow, I have to say. Uh, I'm going to be taking a bit of personal time in the next few weeks, so you might see a bit less of me. But uh, we're going to be coming in maybe with some more overarching things. Boozing with the Boys 3 will be happening sometime before the European campaign starts. We have the Euros. We have Greek friendlies that we won't talk about, um, probably. But yeah, I mean, it's not going to stop, guys. It'll be start of the next season before we know it. Transfers coming in. It's still exciting. We've still got a lot of stuff to say, and we're not going to stop until Olympiakos is a big club. Anything else, guys? I'll just say I'm I'm kind of excited for the European Championships too. Maybe we can have some people on. We can talk about that stuff. I don't know. I I think it's going to be a fun fun little summer. I hope the players get a good time off. And yeah, we'll do some overarching stuff as well, like talking about where the club can improve. And a lot of these players are going on vacation and conversations are happening in the background so just know we're always working on bringing you guys cool content there is stuff going on in the background and with that make sure you don't lose any of the content by liking subscribing and following us on all social media on youtube guys we really want to pump the numbers up on youtube if you guys can subscribe like and comment to just grow the channel that would be amazing for us share it with your friends we we really need to we need to grow this project even more. We've made amazing steps this first year, but like, let's go to the moon, guys. There's nothing stopping us. It's been an amazing year. That's it for me. And don't forget, if you were part of those old Greek soccer or Olympiakos World forums, DM me. Uh, we're doing some. We're going to do some kind of roundtable. I've got quite a few responses already, and we'll see how this goes. After that, we'll open it up to fans of other teams. And then, uh, you know, we have been getting quite a few DMs about EuroCup, about us talking about EuroCup, doing like more analytical breakdowns, kind of like we did in the fall when we would go through the opposing team games in Europe. That would be a fun idea. And we still have Scout, so at least we can put it to use. Fethanol had asked uh, if we're not going to have Scout rants anymore. So maybe, maybe they'll find their ways back in. So who knows? Yeah, I... I don't have much to add. Um, everything's been said already. I mean, this is a fantastic project. I can only try and amplify what, what Peter Labro Ari just said. The project is connecting Olympiakos fans all over the world. It's bringing together Greek diaspora with Greek Olympiakos fans in Greece. It's creating new Olympiakos fans all over the world. Those are the objectives, pretty much, of this podcast. Thank you to all our loyal listeners who keep coming back uh, and, and to the new ones that are that are new. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Thank you so much to the guys for bringing me into this project. It's been an absolute blast during you know this past year uh, of lockdown to to be able to bury myself or you know get get involved in such a project. Um, that is about my passion. So I'm super grateful to the guys. Uh, proud to be part of this initiative. Um, so yeah, 
uh, don't want to get more emotional. Uh, one news that I want to share is that our men's polo team won the Greek Cup today, and so did the ladies. So congratulations to them both. That's more more silverware for for, for the club. And um, watch out for the women's basketball uh, game coming up as well. The next game, if we win it, we we can we can tie up the league there as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all from me, guys. Bravo, Costa. Well, we're very happy to have you on. So I have one last note too, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Napoli did not make Champions League. Costas Manulas coming back. Just I'm putting it out there. They didn't make Champions League. They got to cut the budget. He's coming home. There we go. That's it. The first point of Lambro's uh, first transfer blog. It's coming. It's coming. Petros Kumantako says, greetings from Panama. I've been to Costa Rica before. It's a wonderful part of the world, Panama, right next, th- right next door there. Very happy to see Olympiacos fans from all over the world. Maria Matthewaki says, what did you think about Pau Coach? Uh, no comment. Must That's we not, comment? We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Well, that's that. Uh, yeah. Refer to Valbuena's comment. Yeah. Refer to Val. Go to Valbuena's story. Uh, Robin Smirnidis says, thank you guys for the great content. Keep going. We are with you. He's from Moscow. Uh, we love it when people, you know, come in and say, hi, let us know where you're from. It's so cool to see people from all over the world tuning in with that. We know this has been a long one today, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who's listening, who has made it this far. Uh, as we've said already, we're going to keep going. This is only the beginning. First ever awards, first of many. Uh, before you know it, we'll be here next year giving Costas Manolas Greek player of the season, um, <laughs> giving Manolas signing of the season. It's going to be great. Giving Bruma code of the season when he comes back. Anyway, um, <laughs> we love all you guys. We love Olympiakos. We're going to keep going. We will see you very soon. Have a great rest of your day. You just listened to an episode of Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Stomialo kati magiko.